Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is a bunch of gamers. This is our two-part episode of They Came From Beneath the Sea. This is part one. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves and their characters. Hi, I'm Christine, and I'm from Edith Baker, the mayor's wife. My goal in life is to support my husband, William, and making sure that our community kids stay away from the drugs. I don't really know what that means, but I know that the drug is the biggest concern for our community moving forward, period. All right. I'm Liam, and I play Chad Marino, who is a lifeguard, and he's honest, and he's good at saving lives. I'm Michael. I'm playing Martin, who is a veteran from World War II who just wanted to come home and run his fishing boat. I'm Mike. I'm playing Hugh Barron, and I'm a detective from the depression era during the war and lately i've retired and moved out to this fishing village on the coast still do a little bit of pi work but mainly just trying to enjoy enjoy my retirement and avoid getting completely bored out of my skull um thomas playing dr harold uh i'm a chemist of some notoriety, and so I moved out to this small fishing village to some peace and quiet and uh, opened up a uh, pharmacy of sorts, and yeah. He's responsible for the drug. I give prescriptions. It's only the drug when I'm not using it. Imagine, if you will, the small town of Chatham, Massachusetts, it is like any other East Coast town in America, sustained by fishing and tourism, the city revolving around a local diner, the Floundering Cod. It is a place of pe- where people of all walks of life come together to meet up, eat, get a cold soda pop on a hot day, and talk amongst themselves about the locals who go to some of the more fancy places around the town. We begin our story in the Floundering Cod, as several heroes, who don't know yet that they're heroes, begin to gather as things begin to take a mighty strange turn for the small town of Chatham. Well, I'm just here to talk to you, fine folk, about dealing with this electrical storm that we had. I'm here to get your support to help us raise money for our community. We need to make sure that our community is and we all have the power we need. Now, who's with me? Who's ready to start a big sale to raise money? As you hear a little old lady, hair, hair! Thank you for your support, ma'am. Oh, Edith, you know me. I love your your baked goods. I really do try. John, as he hits her husband, as he snaps awake and goes, they're all mighty tasty. You're too kind, sir. Anybody else willing to help us out? Anybody else wanting to contribute some funds or perhaps some baked goods? One of the other local housewives goes, I can. Just one moment, though. I'm going to put a nickel down in the jukebox. Get some music going. Sounds great. So what are you raising money for again? We're trying to raise money for the community. There was this big electrical storm my husband was talking about. I don't really know the full details. But it seems like there's some issues out by the marsh. 
maybe a generator blew up or something, but I'm just trying to help support my husband's career so we can pay what we need to for the community. So this money, you don't actually know what you're going to spend it on. Well, the money's not for me. The money's for the community. Yeah, but for what? I mean, are we talking taxes here? No. Weren't you here when the thunderstorm knocked out power like a week ago? Weren't you here in town when you saw that? I mean, I know it was, on the out- it was kind of on the outskirts of town, but we're trying to figure out what's going, what happened and figure out how we can prevent it. The door swings open with a bellow of wind as you see an old crusty sailor going, I have to say, Martin, quite a strange catch today, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I'm wondering... Didn't see any electrical storms while I was out there, but might be affecting the fish. I, I, let us, let's get a drink to calm our nerves. Bit of a strange one. Yeah, it's been... Timothy! Timothy, an orange cream for me. I'm feeling spicy today. I'll have a root beer float. I'll have a Coca-Cola. Oh, huh. Sorry about that, Chad. Didn't see you there. Yeah. No worries. Right away, we'll get you. We'll get you a fine Coke, root beer float, orange cream. Uh, okay. Thank you. So, Edith, where did you say the storm happened? Well, there was a storm all over town, but the issues really seem to be just outside of town, not far from you know the marsh. I guess that, or at least that's what my husband told me. You know, as I'm not you. Really as one of the old uh, older couples who live just outside of town uh, or outside of town go, oh, is that where that new radio tower is getting put up? I swear, they those things come up fast, grow faster than weeds. But the mayor can't seem to get any of the roads fixed. That's something we're working on, but I'll make sure to mention it to my husband when I get home tonight. That radio tower, that's not anywhere near the Chatham natural area, is it? Yeah, that's that's what I thought. It was weird. I didn't know that they were allowed to build out there. Hmm. Uh, Timothy, can I get a, a vanilla mold? Oh, sure thing, Doc. How's the uh, the pharmacy going? Uh, it's great, but man, uh, my animals have just been going nuts. As he slides you down your soda, or your... Your drink? Yeah. Weird how. Just, they're really on edge. Huh. Interesting. There is a boom and a crash as the winds start to pick up all around, lightning shooting in all directions from the skies above. Rain downpouring before just, before it seems to get absorbed back into the sky. Rain going in the wrong direction as lightning shoots in every which direction, striking the local church just down the way as an explosion of sparks goes in all directions as the town folk drop to their knees and scream in fear and surprise. Oh Lord, what is this world coming to? What is happening? I don't know. There's something not good going on. Well, what are we going to do? Um... The sounds of the jukebox begin to change and shift the music stopping as you hear strange, muffled voices. Voices of all kinds. 
screaming, wailing, begging, or something. Some just gibbering inco- incoherently Where before you... Place? This is coming from the jukebox. Oh, it is from the jukebox. Okay, I just want to make sure. Before you hear a voice starting to come clear through, it is a bit high-pitched and nasally, but with a, str- with a, meter, a strange meter as you hear. People of Earth... We are the men of Vector 5. We are here to demand that humanity bow down to its true masters. That if the hour demands are not met, we will show our true power. The storms are but a signal. For we shall release a truly terrible beast from your past. A creature that roamed your planet thousands of years ago when dinosaurs walked the earth. Everything quiets down. The winds stop. And the jukebox goes dead with a bit of a hiss and smoke. Is this one of those crazy radio pranks that I've heard about because this is not funny. This is probably related to there being drugs in our community. We need to do something. Sounds like a prank. Who would do something like that? I mean, I'm no expert on uh, technology and all, but does that jukebox have a radio in it? Tim, his head slowly inching out from under the counter. No siree. Well, then that voice must have been on a record. Now, who would put a voice like that on a Chuck Berry album? You hear one of the patrons. I'd like to go up and look at the jukebox. And has look the weather calmed down? The weather has calmed down. Everything kind of, excuse me, went back to normal. I don't know. The... I've never heard of a jukebox that can control the weather. Mm. Well, if we were going to put on a prank, the middle of a storm would be a good time to do it. Who would have set it off? I thought that was just a coincidence that the storm ended while the whatever that was on the radio ended as well. It certainly was strange. It might be those damn hardy boys. We all know that they're troublemakers here in this town. We should go find them. Somebody who knows a thing or two about all this modern fancy musical equipment, look at that. Um, Who put the record on? Was it the woman's husband? No, it was just the woman. She put in a nickel and just pump, punched in the the numbers for the record. Ma'am, which record did you just put on? Like I said, Chuck Berry. All right. Is that the record that's in the jukebox? Yes. As you look at it, you notice that the record is slightly melted. Hmm. Why did you choose that record? I like Chuck Berry. And you didn't, uh, you didn't interfere with this jukebox earlier? Oh, I never. How dare you insinuate anything about me, Hugh? I am a model citizen of this town, and you know better. She's waving her finger in your face, shaking in what can only be described as that of an indignant mother. Oh, nobody's insinuating anything here. I'm just trying to get some answers. There's no need to get defensive, ma'am. I'm sorry. All this caffeine has got my nerves up, and then there's a storm. Hmm. 
maybe, maybe you should lay off the caffeine then. Um, you've been a fan of Chuck Berry for a while? Well, of course. He's one of the swingiest musics out on the radio these days. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's pretty modern. I've always been more of a jazz fan myself. Well, to each their own, I suppose. Anyone else? I'm going to go up and uh, put a nickel in and play the uh, record. You do that, the jukebox slowly goes off as more smoke starts to billow from the speakers. And the CD sounds like a slow, warped version of the same song you were starting to listen to as the record is partially melted and the needle is bumping along every little inconsistency and warp as the voice seems to get wider and longer before coming back in and it is muffled in places and higher pitched in others. But the same message is not repeated. I think the jukebox is broken. The record's uh, melted and I don't think anyone in town would have the ability to make a whole new record. So I don't think... I don't think there's anything wrong with the jukebox. We can check the, make sure there's no radio in there. That'd be about the only other way to play something. Were you suggesting that the jukebox is doing? Mm, suggesting that we don't know what really happened. I don't think anyone here is responsible. So what let's take it apart and look inside. All right. Who would like to take apart the radio and start looking it over? And explain how you're looking it over. Doc, do you want to take a look at this? I guess I can. Anyone better with, uh, sort of... I mean, I have some experience with radios from my time in the army, but mainly just hit it till it started working. Not much of a mechanic. But yeah, I'll start taking it apart and just looking, like, outer casing I'll just kind of rip off Look at the innards. Okay. And who wants to do that roll? I'll do it. Just, All right. What do I roll? Uh, that will be, because you're kind of just doing it at a glance, I'm thinking that it would be a cunning technology. All right. D10's correct. Yep. And so you do, uh, for the dice roller, it's... Uh, oh. Damn it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Michael. No, I physically rolled dice, and then it's like, no, that's right. So it would be, uh, I think you have three dice, and then you do, uh, yeah. let me check. I think it's T, I gotta go back. Yeah, T8. Nope. All right. Um. So as you look around it, you don't know if there's a radio, but you do get something. There are scorch marks along the back as if, you know, microwaves had hit the back of this jukebox mighty fierce. Hmm, haven't seen anything like this before. Melted back here. Check out back, uh, check out back make sure nothing else got damaged. I'm going to check outside and see where the lightning hit. I heard people screaming outside as well. You head outside. The first thing you notice, Chad, is that the back of the soda joint, the floundering cod, was hit by lightning. 
that seems almost in line with the jukebox. In addition, you do see, I need a, uh, because you're looking around, I will say you are going to do a cunning enigmas roll. Just give me one more. Okay, so one dot in cunning, but I have zero dots in enigmas. Okay. So that would just be 1d10 then? Correct. 1d10, and then you will do a T8. T8. Yep. What's the T8? That's what you need to roll on the d10 to count it as a success. So the 8 is what? 8 or higher. Oh, okay. I didn't quite understand what you meant by that. Yep. Okay. Cool. And just so everyone sees it, looking around, Chad, you do notice something. It's quick, it's subtle, but it is something that you catch off the corner of your eye. It seems that all the scorch marks on various other buildings all around in this tight-knit area are coming from the same direction. Even the scorch marks upon the church just down the street, some along the more touristy trap eating establishments, have similar lightning strikes, all coming from the same general direction. The angle changes maybe a couple degrees here and there, but it seems like they're all coming from the same general direction. Okay. Well, I guess I'll head back in and talk to everyone else about this. I'm still curious whether, based on 20 years interrogating people, whether that lady was genuinely offended or whether the anger was to cover up her being a pod person from Vector 5. You could roll. Thinking because you're empathy. very... I will say intelligence empathy because you were quite forceful in your, uh, your asking. All right. She was genuinely offended. She was probably one step away from slapping you. Ah. Well, just another day at the office then. What'd you find out, Chaz? So, it seems like the soda machine was struck by lightning, and the church was struck by lightning. But the interesting thing is that they have the same marks on them. They came from the same direction. And same direction. That direction wasn't where the new radio tower is, was it? Um, That would track, that would be towards the, the marshland. Yeah. Well, Edith, looks like you were right to save your nickels. There's something funny about these storms. Told you that my husband said the whole situation was kind of weird. That's why I'm trying to raise money to help out. We need to figure this out so that when my husband gets back from Washington, we can give him a solution. All right. Well, I'm a fan of the green as much as the next guy, but uh, some problems can't be solved with throwing money at him, right? I think we should go check it out. Do you think that's safe? Safe? No way. Even if this isn't little green men from Vector 5, it's still probably commies or Nazis or somebody trying to mess with us. Well, you're right. We have to figure this out together. Yeah, going to investigate sounds like a good idea. I'll join you guys. Excellent. I think we're going to need somebody with a big old brain like yours along. I'll be tagging along. Need to understand how this has affected the fishing. You said you're a, you said you were a vet, right, Martin? Correct. 
Still got a piece? I have a rifle. I'm not going to be bringing it with. Don't need to be shooting anyone. I don't know. Whoever we're dealing with can send a lightning bolt from a radio tower several miles into town and shoot us messages with it, so you might want to reconsider that. My husband has a rifle that he uses. I can bring it back, and I will. Do you know how to use it? I do know how to shoot a gun, thank you very much. Impressive. Yeah, you do that. With that, you gather supplies and start heading in to, or heading towards, excuse me, the marsh, marshlands in the wildlife area. I assume you're all taking one car? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, we should be able to fit in one car. You're all taking the car as the, the uh, road leads out, winding ever more until you see the edges of the marshland. You do see the tower just beyond the trees. It's tall, taller than you'd expect from a radio tower. Different, too. A little more sleek, a little more shiny, chrome-like, with a strange ball at the top, with little bits of voltage being able to seen as violet streaks of lightning shoot off on occasion in various directions, seeming directed. You'll have to hoof, you'll have to hoof it from there. The marshland, thankfully, has a trail that is elevated, that was built to help the citizens appreciate the natural wonders that are all around them, and not just go to the beach and bum around. What would you like to do? Well, tally-ho, right? Figured the first step is seeing if anybody's been near this radio tower recently. So I would like to look for evidence, uh, footprints, and such along the trail. Uh, also, tire tracks along the road, seeing if anybody else is parked near here. All right. I'm assuming we're getting out of the car then, right? I would assume that, yes. Okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Looking for tire tracks, all that. Sounds good. I believe that would be a survival check. Just survival? No, and uh, I'm trying to think based on... Uh, yeah, could I use Enigma's? Yeah, we can do enigmas, and so are you just being as thorough as possible, or are you, you know, doing the the typical? Um, yeah, typical. Uh, look over the ground, definitely looking for traces, but more trying to get a holistic image of the whole thing, and like just just let my eyes cross over everything and see if anything jumps out. Instead of trying to look at anything specific. Okay. Uh, if that makes any sense. That does make sense. So we'll do intelligence enigmas. All right. Looking around, uh, Hugh, you will you you begin to look around. You do find some tire tracks, somewhat recent, not not more than a day old, as well as some footprints that lead onto the wooden bridge that allows people to walk through the marshlands without getting knee-deep in saltwater marshes. There's other steps as well, but you're not quite sure what they are, and unfortunately, you, in your trying to get a holistic view, you were caught a little too flat-footed and accidentally scuffed a few of them out. They're not... They're small. Look like an animal, 
but there was a lot of them here recently with what appeared to be quarter or maybe silver dollar sized footprints. Hmm. Oh, people look out for wildlife. Do they also go up the trail? No, they start going into the uh, the wetlands themselves. Oh, uh, okay. But in the same direction that the trail is going. Glad you brought that pea shooter. Well, let's head up the trail. You start heading down the trail. Moving along, you do notice something's wrong. Something you can't quite put your finger on. You can attempt a survival check. Uh, cunning survival. From everyone? From one person. Okay. I'll do it. So two successes. Yep. While there were some birds and seagulls towards the start of the trail, after about 200 yards in, all that noise seems to stop. Martin, you notice kind of a bubbling bloop in the marsh? You don't get a good look at it, just a slight glance. That glance shows the somewhat lar- over-large eyes on what can only be described as a scaly body with an overly wide face before it descends down. Whatever it was, it was about the size of a football. So not overly large. Weird looking toad. Mm, yeah, maybe these-, these towers do something weird. Probably why they build it so far out from town. Well, wasn't far enough, apparently. 5G causes corona. Hey, you hear that? (laughs) I heard nothing. Thousands of engineers screaming out in agony? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you continue on? Yep, we're going to continue on. You continue on, and you notice that part of the trail is now broken. Someone broke broke it open, and there appears to be a path leading into the... Or, it's broken open, and that direction is the radio tower. Like, the path is broken that leads to the radio tower? Um, so the trail... The the actual trail branches off and heads uh, west, and the... Tower is directly north north of you. The railing that keeps people on the wooden track is broken open, so it looks like someone got waist deep in someone got waist deep in the marsh to wad over to that radio tower. Ah, uh, there's no mud up onto the walkway nope. though. Nope. Someone just it looks like someone just jumped down. Hmm. Looks like it's going to be pretty messy for the rest of the way there. It's going to hop down and continue on. Okay. Hey, you think this is bad? You should check out the sewers in the city someday. Are you going to crawl through the mud like some sort of animal? I mean, you could try raising some money and see if they'll build an extension to the path. I helped raise the money for this path in the first place, and thank you very much, sir. You should be more appreciative of your public officials and all of the support their families give them. Uh, Somebody help me down. If this is how we're going to do it, this is how we're going to do it. My pleasure. So who's the first one down? I was. Okay, so as you're about to go down, Martin, you drop about 
four or five inches before you stop and your feet do not touch the water, there is a violet light under your very feet as you seem to be standing on light. Never seen this before. Gonna stomp on it. You stomp on it and it creates a flash as you see a three, maybe three and a half foot wide rectangle before it bleeds out in one direction, heading what appears to be directly towards the tower itself. Well, Edith, it seems like your whining managed to manage to make a road. You're welcome. I'd take it back, Miss Baker. This is a very, very impressive public service. Do women everywhere find you this charming, or is it just me? Uh, it's hit or miss, but if uh, if you find me charming, please, please, I want to remind you, you're married, so. Trust me, I'm not finding you charming, but shall we go for a stroll? We're here now. By all means. You start moving along the trail, weaving and winding. It's silent at first, just like the rest of the marsh, after a certain point, but... As you are now within maybe a hundred yards of the tower, and you see the metal chrome-like platform that surrounds it, and seems to, oh god, elevate it three, four, maybe five feet off of the ground itself. You hear a sort of weird noise in the reeds just beyond your vision. You might have to do some extra scoping to see what it is as you hear that. Where's that sound coming from? All around you. Oh, that rock, rock. Yep. Does it sound like words or like animal noises? Like animal noises. No, but no animal you had ever heard. Hey, Marty, you're the fisherman, right? That sound like anything you've caught before? Don't generally fish in a marsh. But can I identify it? You can. Well, you can attempt to. Since this is a uh, quick thinking sort of role, uh, cunning and survival, please. All right. That is four successes, which means you're able to... You are able to identify it, and you can also stunt this for a little extra information. The difficulty was two, and we can go to uh, stunting. Let's see, where are our stunts? I know I had them. There we are, stunts. So, uh, give me a description of what extra stuff you want to do, and I will give you kind of a, uh, I will tell you if you have enough successes to buy that off. I guess, like... What is it to begin with? So the sound is not like any real animal that you've heard. You've heard a couple of things similar. It has kind of the same pitch of alligator babies that you remember when you did some training down in Louisiana before getting shipped off to the war. But it has a bit of a gurgling quality to it. The same kind of gurgling quality that you might hear from clams or crustaceans when you uh, disturb them from their resting places at low tide. I guess, can I find one of the sources? Like, that's 
can I find something that's making it? Yeah, we'll say that you can spend your two extra successes for that. Alright, what do I find? You get a better look. It looks very similar to that weird toad that you saw, but you get a better look at it. It's about football shape in length, once again, though you now notice that it's got a bit more tail to it as it's slowly swimming in the water. It kind of resembles an alligator that's a little too wide and a face that's a little too short. Wide set eyes that seem to be pitch black with razor sharp teeth underneath. Your eyes almost seem to be fooling you as you notice that it has two heavily armored claws on the side of it, like a crab, before it dives back down into the water as that gurgling baby noise follows it and goes silent in that particular direction, though there are others still around. This region normally known for having strange wildlife? No. This is a place that's usually known for some fish, for herons, herrings, and seagulls, and other kind of natural wildlife that people come and ooh and awe at. You guys catch any side of these weird things that are out here? Uh, uh I saw some tracks earlier. Why? What do you see? Mm, got a better look at that strange toad, another strange toad thing that I saw earlier. Looks like an alligator and a tadpole mixed with a crab. Well, that's weird. That sounds like something else you'd find in the sewers. What sewers were you in? Oh, that's a story for another day. Uh, <laughs> suffice it to say that uh, back in New York, some people like to hide out in places where really nobody should ever, ever, ever have. All right. We will continue on the path. You finally get closer Those as... Those creatures look dangerous. I mean, bad claws. Guess if you got too close to them, they could, you know, snap at you, grab you. Alright, watch your step then. You start going closer to the tower. As you start to hear a sort of siren as you get about 50 yards in. The doors open and you see several townspeople. Hugh, some of these people you were in, you were charged with investigating to see if you could find them for their families when the police stopped looking for them. They seem strange as they have tubes connecting to their neck and back into their bodies as they have violet lines climbing up their faces, their eyes glazed, and strange weapons, rifles maybe, are attached to their arms as they begin to take aim. There are three of them there. What do you all want to do? I'll raise my hands and say, whoa, 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 we, uh, we come in peace, all right? Nobody shoot. I'm, I'm going to tackle Everybody the nearest one to the ground. All right. Yeah. There's no finesse right. there, so strength uh, strength close combat. And I'll give you one enhancement for the surprise. Uh, So, might, stamina, which one? Huh? I said uh, strength, or might, oh. yeah, might. Two successes. All right. Their defense was only one, so you're able to get that 
one hit. Is there something you'd like to do in addition? Uh, you can spend that on a cunning strike. Uh, uh, can I catch two of them? Uh, I would say that, uh, no, I think that takes a little more, actually. I think that takes okay. two, two additional successes. You're an everyman, right? Uh, no. Okay. I'm a survivor. Survivor. Okay. Let's see. Some examples of scientist. Oh, you can, uh, as a survivor, use dumb aliens and add one to the re- to the writer's pool. One uh one point to the writer's pool. All right, I'll do that. All right. As you knock the townsman down, as he looks mildly confused, and the others seem a bit slow to react, but let us begin an initiative. Let me, uh, so whatever combat skill you think you're going to be using, predominantly plus combat to roll, and that's how we're going to figure out the initiative slots. You're basing it off of skills, not uh, attributes, right? Cunning plus combat skill. Can we use any attribute, or does it, like... It is cunning. It is cunning, okay. Yes, cunning plus the any relevant combat skill you think you're going to be primarily using. I'm guessing persuasion doesn't count. Correct, unless you try, you're going to try and persuade this first round. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm an old man. <laughs> okay. Can I use athletics? Uh, what do you plan on doing athletics for? Wrestling. That's close combat. Okay. That's what I use with close combat as my combat. Okay. I'm totally talking my. Like... I'm talking my way out of this, if that's all right. Yep. So give me just a sec. And so with this initiative is in slots for sides. So you guys get to choose who gets to go first in this round. Uh, so it's basically, and then you can't go twice in a round, basically. So you guys get basically two slots first, then the enemy, then you guys again, then the enemy, then you guys again twice, and then the enemy. Does that make sense? Oh, I just wanted to say, like, I would like to request uh, being able to go first because I want to try to defuse the whole thing without, you know, actually killing people or hurting people. I'm going to try to talk them down, and if that doesn't work, then uh, we can get physical. Does anyone oppose Hugh going first? I think Hugh's actually perfect to go first, actually. Okay. Hugh, how do you want to talk him down? Um, I want to use presence and persuasion, and also my trademark marshal of evidence. Okay, and what does marshal of evidence do? Um, it's, it was a trademark that I selected that's related to persuasion. Uh, we can pull it up, but the basic gist is that it benefits persuasion based on, um, uh, gathering together a whole bunch of evidence and presenting it and so just what it says on the tin okay so Uh, when you have all that go ahead so i make i make a speech pointing out a whole bunch of things to the people and try to snap them out of it okay what evidence do you want to bring give us your speech uh all right 
whoa, people, 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 stop. You got tubes coming out of your heads. You got weird technology weapons. You're standing on a floating platform. Look at us. We're standing on air. We're standing on violent air. You've clearly been kidnapped and brainwashed, okay? Remember what the good book says. Let the scales fall from your eyes. Everybody put your weapons down, calm down, and stop. Okay. I gotta remember what trademarks do. I think they give directorial control. Yeah, if they succeed, I believe. So, let's see. Yeah. Where are trademarks? I wish this had an index. Okay, so basically you'll get to make your roll, and any successes you have left over, you can activate your directorial control. Okay. You'll you don't get two more extra ones for it? Huh? You don't oh, get you do. two more? You do. So, yeah, plus two dice. Plus two dice? Yeah. Or plus two successes? Two dice, I believe. Yeah, I believe it is two dice. Ooh. Well, the ten counts as two successes. Oh. Oh, cool. So we will say with three successes, you you were able to succeed. Uh, we're going to say that you got one additional success. So you succeeded it competently, which means that you may assume directorial control to add or subtract something from the uh, scene. What kind of things would you like to add or subtract from the scene? Uh, ooh, uh, yeah, the burdens of command, right? I don't know. Anybody have any ideas? You don't have to assume directorial control immediately. He doesn't have to, no. Oh. This will cause them okay. to slow down, at least. So your success makes it so that they, they don't immediately initiate violence and they are pausing trying to fight it, but it looks like they will have to fight it every round. Oh, okay. Um, can we... Hmm. I mean, this thing's out in the middle of the swamp. Can we, like, kill the power? Can I remove the power source so there's no more electricity and power to their guns? To their guns? Uh, you can remove the power to their individual guns, yes. Alright. Uh, but not to yeah, this whole so- facility. That would require significantly more successes. Right, right, right. Yeah, so let's uh, let's malfunction their guns. Okay, as you see them fighting as they hold up the weapons, shaking, trying to fight it. They don't get to go now, but it does seem like they're fighting it. At least a little bit. Uh, it is once again on your guys' side. Hugh has gone, so Hugh cannot take another action. Who would like to go next? Not it. So, Chad, do you want to, like, tackle one of the other two? I'm sorry, did you say Chad? Yes. Okay. Um. It's just a suggestion. Yeah. My original fighting uh, style was actually going to be punching one of them in the face, but, um, yeah, I think tackle will do. Okay. Which will count as uh, close combat anyways, so. Alright. Cool. So, do a might close combat. Okay. The difficulty to hit them is one. And that is three successes. So you have 
two additional successes. You can spend them for additional information or to do additional sort of damage. Additional information? Yes. What would that be? Well, you'd have to spend the success to know what it may, that be. Um, you silly goose. Okay. So it's to get more information on what's going on with the enemy. That, yes. Guess, yes. All right. Um, sure, I'll get more information. Okay. Uh, you can you spend one success for that, and you now see that the tube rattles a bit, and as they're fighting it, the tube is trying to push it away from their neck. It seems that this tube on their neck has some sort of control over them, or at least that is the method of control that is being used. Okay. What would you like to use your other success for? Um, is it possible for me to pull one of those tubes out of their neck? Or attempt to pull it out? That will take two additional successes, but you can do a bind that would mean that you... Or you could blind him by tapping the eyes, which will make him have a plus one difficulty to his next action. Okay. Including trying to push you off of him. Sure, so... If I blind him, uh, do I have to roll the same uh, dice nope. again? It's that's it's automatic. That's awesome. That's it costs one success, and you already you have one success left. Okay. So you see Chad run up, knock one of them down. He pauses for a second, noticing something, and then puts two of his fingers in the guy's eyes as he gives kind of a muffled scream, though, for a brief moment as the alien slave is temporarily blinded. It is now the enemy's turn. The enemy that remains up is turning. It turns its gun. It shakes and the gun powers up and then sputters out and sparks come out as the thing looks at it in confusion. It is now your guys' turn again. Edith, Martin, and Dr. Harold have not gone yet. Hey, Doc, you bring anything for making people go happy, sleepy, good night, nap time? I don't think this is uh, the time. Good night. Uh, I don't know. Hmm? I'm going to, the one that I tackled down, I'm going to knock him out. Okay. Might close combat. And you have a one enhancement bonus because you are on top of him. Alright. So add one automatic success to what you've rolled. So two successes. Two successes. You do hit him. You will be able to do some damage. You can add to the damage. Yeah, just want him to try and knock him unconscious. You do the slam. Slam. (laughs) Yeah, you're on top of him. You do the elbow slam to the face as the thing is still up, but it is definitely shaken and seems to be worse for wear. The enemy under you that you just hit is going to try and get you off of it. Its difficulty is increased by one because of the damage you have done to it. And it does not succeed. Next is your guys' side. Edith or Dr. Harold, who would like to go? Okay, for reference, there's three of them. 
Yes. And Q's on one, Jan's on one, and Martin's on one? So, uh, no, it is... One is still up. Martin is on top of one, and he just elbowed it in the face. And Chad's on one, looked at one thoughtfully, and then stuck his fingers in its eyes. Okay, I am going to try to take the gun from the third one, then. Okay, that will be difficulty two. Or the disarm is... You will need a total of three successes. On a... On a... uh, How are you trying to take it? Probably just, like, grab it and pull it away from them. Okay, so that sounds like a dexterity thing, maybe? Going in quick to pull away? Or are you, like, getting really forceful behind it? As forceful as I can be. Okay, then we'll do might. Might close combat. Might close combat. Uh Uh-oh. Spaghettios. Oof, that's a botch. Through some sort of bungling and genius mixed together, you trip some sort of switch and reactivate the slave's weapon as it begins to glow with a violet hue again. But... Fear not, my good doctor. You have gained two points for the writer's pool, bringing the writer's pool up to three. And it is Edith's turn. I can very clearly hear the Could you repeat that? You're cutting out a bit. Sorry, I could... We can all hear that their weapons have come online, right? Only that one. Only that one. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get close to these guys, so can I try to shoot at the weapon? You can. The The difficulty is, one, to hit, and then to attempt to disarm the weapon will be two additional successes to pay off that. Okay. And... Hold on, I'm trying to pull up my character sheet right now. So let me make sure I'm doing this roll right. So roll. So would this be obviously it's going to be aim, but what other what else would I roll with that? Uh since you're thinking quickly, you could use cunning or dexterity. Okay, those are the same. So then I'm gonna roll five. Five D ten. And then I do the T eight, right? Yes. Okay. Just making sure that I'm doing that correctly. Oh, God. Oof. You also botched. Yeah. I shoot wildly. You shoot wildly as the bullet bings bangs off of several misses going right over the shoulder of that zombie slave. As it hits the building right behind, the bullet then shoots down, hitting the floor, pinging off that. It hits a railing, pings off that, hits the floor again before then hitting Chad right in the chest and knocking him off of his subject. Oh, God. Help us, please. Help us. I thought you said you knew how to use that thing. I didn't say I was good. Writer's pool is now... Yeah, you took no damage, though. It just knocked you off of the guy you were holding down. Oh, wow. Okay. So your writer's pool is five. That enemy that was on under Liam, who was the last one to go... Spends their action and gets up. 
We are now back at the top of the round. It is back to you guys. Anyone can go now. Who wants to go first? I guess I'll try and uh, attempt to remove that tube against the same guy. As okay, before. that will require uh, two successes. Two successes. All right. You get it. Chad, you grab across the neck as you pull the thing, as steam starts shooting out of it in all directions, as the man that it was once attached to starts to convulse the violet lines that streak his face seem to slowly recede as he collapses onto the metallic floor, unconscious. Okay. So who would like to go next? It simply can't be Chad. Which one of them is the husband of my client? We're going to say the one that is was aiming his gun at you. The one who got his gun reactivated. Oh, all right. Well, if nobody else is going to go, I will walk up to him and uh, maybe try to smack some sense into him and say, Hey, your wife is looking for you. Okay. Can that be another presence persuasion thing? Sure. All right. All right, he is paused again. He's not going to be able to attack as he tries to fight it off again. All right, the enemies get to go. The one that was under Chad, or the one who is under... Martin is going to try and push him off. So, Martin, I need a uh, might close combat roll, please. As you're trying to hold him down, Martin, your elbow right in his face, he anime style pushes your elbow away with his face. He feels cold, almost like metal, as the metallic weapon-like arm strikes you in the chest, pushing you back a little, allowing him to get up. It is back to your guys' side of the combat. Well, I'm going to follow Chad's lead and going to grab onto the tube and not let go and just keep pulling on it. Okay, that is two successes. Or in uh, difficulty two, is what I mean. Can I go with resolve close combat? Yeah, we'll go with resolve. Two successes. Yep, you needed two successes. Uh, so you got two. As you latch in, grab, and pull. As you continue to pull, the steam shooting out over your shoulder as the metallic slave begins to shake and convulse. As he collapses, his shirt rips off, revealing the strange network of tubes and contraptions upon his body as he falls and the tube fully rips off. Staying in your hand as you stand over, breathing heavily, sweat dripping from your brow. As all your concentration went into this. And the next enemy, and the last enemy, his gun raised is shaking. He's looking at Hugh as he's taking a deep breath, as you hear the sort of metallic rumble gurgling out from the throat of, Help me! It is back to your side. Well, 
that leaves what me and Edith. Yes. If she doesn't want to go, I guess I can um, go for the tube on the throat of the one that I turned the uh, his gun back on. Okay. You and can do that. So. Martin just used Resolve. Can I? You can change it. Uh, how do you plan on doing it? Like, describe your action. Air, Doctor. Yeah, um... With intelligence, what you can do is you can think... You can start thinking about it. As you start, you can plug in, like, all the numbers and the tech stuff and going... And put together that that's the thing that does it. And try and use that as your kind of guiding principle. So to speak. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I couldn't use intelligence, and could could I? Yeah. Because he didn't say uh, that the two. Chad didn't say that the tube did it. He simply demonstrated it, and then uh, Martin made the assumption. And now you can use your intelligence to see the facts and try and use that in this last case to, as an attempt. Okay, so I will use my intelligence and then see how that. Um trying to disarm him was a complete and utter failure. So this would be intellect close combat then? Or yep. resolve? Intelligence close combat. Okay. That's much better then. Any attribute can combine with any skill, depending on how you use it. Okay. So I wouldn't use intelligence for every... God damn it, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas, you'll get a Consolation. So the writing pool is now six. At least it wasn't a botch. And now it's your turn, Edith. Well, I guess I'll follow everybody's lead and try to. There's only uh, one still kind of moving, right? Right. I guess I'll try. Can I use my like athletics to kind of like dodge around the the weapon he's holding and try to grab it, or does that have to be close combat? That would have to be close combat. Okay. Well. I have no skill there, but we're going to do it anyway. Okay. So, would that be, could I use perhaps intellect, having picked up what everybody else is doing? Or would that uh, be... Because you're describing it as kind of ducking and weaving kind of thing, I would say it's either dexterity or possibly cunning. Okay. Well, let's do, I'm going to do uh, dexterity. That makes sense. Okay. No. Not only do you miss the tube... And add two to the writer's pool. So I believe the writer's pool is ten now. At least we have that going for us. As you accidentally hit a button on the gun as it shoots off and shoots at a random person. I'm going to roll a d4. Uh, one for Chad. Two for Martin. Three for Hugh. And four for the good doctor. Sorry, guys. The good doctor. <laughs> this has an enhancement bonus of two with the disadvantage of loss of free will. So that's four successes. What's your defense, my good doctor? Oh, where is that? It should be. Uh, your defense is, or your soak, I guess, uh, which would be your... I uh your stamina typically. Stamina is two. Okay, so he hits and you take a point of damage. So sorry. 
As the gun goes off, as the electric lightning strikes you in the leg, flipping you down, you are now in pain, and you will take a one complication to all rolls involving running and jumping, which means that you'll have a difficulty, which is what is required to succeed, and a complication is something bad that happens even if you succeed. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Perfect. Well, on the plus side, after Edith's uh, grand attempt, it's back at the top of the round and on your guys' team again. Edith, would you like to shoot one of your companions again? Yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. Or perhaps I just so I fall to the ground crying <laughs> because I'm just hysterical over what's happening. <laughs> uh, who would like to go? I'll rip out, uh, rip out the tube of the last one. All right, you get a you get a hold of it, which means that you will give an enhancement bonus to the next person who grabs. Which means as long as they get one success, they will get an additional one success on top of that. As you get as you give this sigh, it's a deep sigh, a salty sigh, a sigh that can only be described of a man of the sea. As you roll your eyes and attempt to show them how a true go-getter does it as you get a hold and you start to pull but it doesn't just it just isn't far enough as you your hand is a bit sweaty and you're unable to pull it is still your team's turn who would like to go next can i use but like a brick outhouse to get two more dice sure three so total well. five successes <laughs> So you have three additional successes to use. How would you like to use them for dramatic editing? I throw him into the swamp. Like, I, I put off the ship, off the platform, if there is a railing that oh, we can't see over, like, hits that over into the, you know, swamp. You do that. You do that, and uh, you know what? As an added bonus, the gun breaks off of his arm and lands there. As he flips over, splashes in, as you hear the sound of ah, 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 as you hear swimming and rapid swimming. Whoa. Uh, I think I need to, like, run after the guy and try to grab him. Because that's still my client, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally going into the swamp and trying to grab him. All right. We're going to do a resolve athletics. Uh, okay. Uh, no. You jump in, you try and get him as you're just like, ah, you heavy bastard, as you see. But I will give you some information. You see the lizards. They're moving relatively swiftly. They vary in size. Some football size. One is about the si about three feet long is the largest. Some are very small. Some are about the size of hermit crab as they're rapidly swimming up. That is the information you've gleaned. We are out of combat, so who would like to who would like to go next? What would anyone like to do in this situation? Okay. You know, panicking, crying a little bit, perhaps pulling out a hanky out of my you know pocket, maybe my handbag. Sounds good. Oh, doctor, doctor, please tell me you're okay. Uh, I'm fine. I'm so sorry. What can I do to help you? I think I'll be fine. Well, I'm glad. 
gonna grab the gun. Okay, you go grab the gun. Hugh, they're getting closer. What would you like to do? Oh, no, I mean, not not like the alien gun. Edith's gun. Okay, you grab Edith's gun. You're dangerous with this. Um, I want to keep his head above water for sure, and then I would like to see if I can grab one of the smaller creatures and uh, kind of hold it above my head if I can grab it and be like, hey, back off. Okay, uh, do a, we will say, a... Persuasion and dexterity? Uh, we'll go with presence uh, persuasion. All right. Since you're giving this kind of forceful demand. Yes, and I'm trying to do so to weird frog alligator crab creatures. Yeah, we'll just say you grab that one. Yeah. All right, you do it as they kind of stop. The smaller ones stop, certainly. The ones that are only about a football-sized or so uh, size. But the larger ones are taken aback, but they're going slower as they start to undulate back and forth as you hear kind of... uh, Not only their kind of gurgling alligator noises, but uh, as they're... They seem to click slightly as well. Oh my god. So these the jets or the sharks? Next turn, I'm going to throw the one I'm holding on to at one. Okay. You have uh, you've given yourself two rounds before the big ones find the courage to attack you. Mm. Okay. So the lifeguard has decided eating is more important than helping save... So, Mike, what would you like I to mean, do, or what would like what would anyone else like to do in this situation? Did we shoot at them? Yeah. How far away from the walkway is he? Uh, Hugh, he's right I don't there. Know, how far did you throw him? You didn't throw oh. him far. He hit the uh, the guy hit the railing and then spun down. Hugh was right there. I'm going to lift them both out of the swamp back onto the pathway. All right, let's get a Might Athletics. You'll need two successes with one complication to buy off. Mm. The dice are not with you guys today. Uh, yeah. I think that's a botch because there's no success. Correct. Uh, so... Does he fall into? No, actually, it's... Uh, as you lean in to pick them up, you're, you get a good hold of them. We're actually going to say you pull them up, but as you do so, the gun that you picked up slips out of your possession and it falls and tumbles into the, wa- the marshy water below. Uh, thanks, buddy. No problem. As you see one of the creatures rear up, as you do see it has a squat alligator body and massive razor-sharp claws as it clicks at you before diving back down under the water and so did the smaller ones. Any idea what that is? I mean, you was talking about strange things in your nets. Mm. Sorry, Miss Baker, what were you going to say? Can you repeat that? It totally cut out what you said. Uh, For me or Mike? Uh, For Mike. 
I was asking Martin if he had any idea what that thing was. No, no idea what it is. We didn't catch anything strange in our nets, just found a lot of dead fish and a half-eaten shark. Wait, what? What eats sharks? Mm -hmm. Don't know. Great. Maybe these things mama's out here somewhere. The door to the tower lies open, ready for additional exploration. For that, can I pick up one of the guns that they were holding and investigate it? Yes, you can. So what would that be? That would be a intelligence technology. Get a bit of a sense. You do see the little clipper connectors, which is likely what causes the mind control. You suspect there is a way to use this weapon without losing your mind, but currently, at least, you don't have. You're not sure how to do that. Okay, so I have a really shiny club. Then. Yes, and it can be treated as a club. It will give you a bonus to your. Uh, a enhancement bonus to your melee attacks. Better than nothing. Anybody else that, you ever, I was gonna ask you, you ever seen anything like that? I mean, what, does that look Russian or something? Do we have nine tokens in the re- writer's pool now? Yes. Okay. Is it ten? Yeah, it's ten. It is ten, yeah, because someone botched. Okay. So we've got three unconscious civilians, right? Yes. Uh, I'd like to try to wake up the person who whose wife hired me to track him down. Okay. You go up to him. What do you what, what would you like to do? Um. Hey, Doc. You got anything for like the the wakey wakey eggs and bakey? Doc. On me. Yeah, on you. We're gonna say He's he does. Yeah. Uh-huh. You gonna go with that? Yeah, yeah why not? sure. Um, this this might help. Cool. So, what would you like to do? So, I, go on. Oh no, that was all I was going Sorry. <clears throat> um, I feel like waking somebody up could either be manipulation. Now or... we'll just you're gonna give him the uh, the drugs. There's yeah. only it's only if there's a chance of failure that you roll, right. or failure does something interesting. So you put the kind of smelling salts under his nose as his eyes widen up as he springs forward and he looks at you. They're coming. They're coming beyond the stars. It comes from the depths. It comes from the depths, men! Sir, sir, calm down. All right, take a deep breath. Do you know where you are? It comes from the depths, the crabby lizard. I know. It's okay. We, We smacked a few of them, all right? They're not. They're back in the depths now. Tell me, what's the last thing you remember? The boys' club. The gentlemen's pool club. I remember that we were playing, and then... All's darkness as he passes out again. Exhausted beyond belief. Hmm. Well, that wasn't helpful. I was hoping to get some uh, some extra hands around here. Doc, see if you can wake up any of these other guys. See if they're in more of a uh, uh, cooperative state. As you do that, much the same, they're exhausted. This technology integrating with them, their bodies fighting it off successfully now, but because of that, their bodies are weak. 
and they aren't able to stay conscious for long, even with pharmaceutical aid by the good doctor. All right. So the way I see it, we can either get these people back to town or we can keep checking out this weird tower. Well, we're already out here. I think we need to finish looking at this weird tower. Are the rest of you in agreement? Well, I think we have to follow through. I don't think these guys are going to be running away anytime soon. Uh, we're sure they're not going to, like, up and die on us, right? That would be a medicine check. Anybody have medicine? Or is it me? I should have some medicine on me. Alright, do you want to do a medicine check then, lifeguard? Yeah, um, medicine and what else do I need to add? I think because it's a quick field checkup, cunning. Cunning. Okay. I'll roll three d10s. Alright. They're stable. Weak, but stable. Okay. Cool. So before we just go walking in through the front door, I want to case the joint. Alright? There is a large 30 by 20 foot platform that leads up to a door. The tower shoots up And from what you glance from the open door, the tower seems larger on the inside than it does on the outside. Beyond that, it seems nondescript beyond the large glowing orb at the top, firing the occasional violet lightning bolt towards the town and the ocean. Are there any other entrances? No. Hmm. I think the front door is the only way in. I hate taking the front door. It's polite. That's why I hate it. Everybody expects everybody to be polite. All right, folks. Keep sharp eyes, heads on swivels, doors and corners. You hear? I'm going to head in. You head in. You hear something across the way going, Yes! Now, we are prepared. Getting you direct control now. The tower has served its purpose. As you hear a large crash like thunder overhead. Soon, soon humanity will learn to grovel. Well, at least these guys know English. The universal language. I was expecting Russian or German or, I don't know, Tibetan. Would you like to go towards the voice? I will. You go towards the voice when you see this strange creature. It has a large collared cloak. It stands at most five feet high. Instead of legs, you notice four octopus-like tendrils with an overly elongated head about three to four times the forehead and skull of a normal human. Its skin is a terrifying green with Two antennae that droop along the side of its head. As it turns and looks at you with a shock, its violet beard bristling as it goes, What are you doing here? Whoa, I don't think I've ever bargained with something quite so hideous. Hideous? Foolish Earthman, I will make you rue those words! So that was a capital Q quip right there. What do I get? Uh, the quip, I believe, means that you get 
Let me double check. I cannot remember. I was trying to figure it out too, but having trouble. I'm assuming I'd have to roll something. Let's see. Equipment. Quips. Every character, and they came from beneath the sea, begins with three quips. They can be used appropriately, or at least entertainingly at times, for bonus dice. A perfectly delivered quip can be an award winner. This section provides guidance for quip powers. So. So, bonus die. You get a bonus die to your roll, and this allows you to cinematically edit the encounter now. Is that another thing I can, like, not do immediately, but hold on yeah. to for the scene? You can do it okay. this scene. Uh, you can use the writer's pool to enhance these. Right. Um, and you can... Uh, but you can see some of the powers, so. Cool. Uh, see some of the powers? What? Yeah, so if you go to the book on... So for now, I'm going to say, hey, buddy. Right, we 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 got your message through the jukebox, okay? Uh, let's let's step away from that control panel and let's just talk about this. You know, no no need to be hasty. What okay. is it you want? Manipulation presence, please. Or I'm sorry, manipulation persuasion, please, with a bonus die. All right. Uh, not. A... God damn. I thought it was a T. Yeah, there is a T. I don't. Yeah, it should be... Oh, you did D6s, dude. Oh, well, that explains it. Jesus Christ, that was incredibly good for D6s. Pardon my French. <laughs> Very hard to get an 8 on D6s. Some, would, some oh. would say impossible. <laughs> hey, you know, I've seen some dice in my day, right? There we go. Jesus Christ, so... Two, four... Five, six, seven, eight, eight. Successes. Eight successes. Okay, so to get him to stop was two. Uh, there were two points of complication. I'm assuming that you uh, bought off the complication as well. Let's just get rid of all that. We're sitting all right. chubby and fat pretty right now. He steps away from the console going, I want what every superior race wants. To lord over and gain my due, you festering insects on this little blue sphere. I have already given control to the mothership. And I will have you grovel if you wish to survive! How would you like to spend your extra successes? There's some uh, ways to do this. Um... Uh, can, can, can I kind of improvise here and then we can figure it out? Figure out how many successes you spend? Yes. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, buddy. Look, you got it all wrong, all right? We're, uh, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. You know, we might not have space travel yet. We might not be going to the moon yet, but I think you got us all, I think you got us all wrong, bro. We, uh, we ain't insects. Right? We ain't we ain't grovelers. Okay, we're allies for you. So if, if you're if you're planning on just killing a whole bunch of us, I mean that's that's kind of a waste, isn't it? I think I think we could make a lot more headway if we work together. Together what what, 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 what to... would you give us? 
what would we give you? I don't know. Let's see. We uh, we figured out how to fly a few decades ago. I'm assuming you know that already. But we went from we went from not knowing what steam power was to flying through the air in like less than a hundred years. So we're definitely smart. Okay. We just figured out that nuclear power thing, and uh, and like I said, that's barely a hundred years after coal. So don't don't underestimate the human brain, is what I'm saying. Perhaps you are correct. As he starts to lower the the gun a little bit, basically, I want to use the successes to. uh, um, Oh, I know. I I want to use them to convince the guy that. Maybe not to turn against his masters, but yeah, kind of like to convince them to cut a deal with human beings rather than just eliminate us. Okay, he he goes, I will try and get a hold of the mothership, but we have to act quickly. For as you hear this kind of explosion off in the distance, as you see the eyes of the alien widen. Oh no. Well, keep in mind, my friend, uh... I don't know what your mothership is talking about, but here in America, we believe in this thing called uh, individualism, individual rights. So whatever you decide to do, you can totally do that. Like, I don't know what your bosses are like, but if they get on your nerves, uh, we're always welcome here. This is a nation of immigrants, man. It seems that they've already gone forward with the plan. I will help you. This... Individual rights intrigues me as he brushes his violet beard with his long three fingers. I will try and get a hold of them, but I am afraid. Uh, that's okay. It's I've been afraid too. Man, l- let me tell you. No, if, you don't understand, been... human. They have summoned it. They have successfully summoned the creature, the Mother of all the creatures you've seen outside. Oh boy. I was expecting that. Let me ask you this. Yes. If you, if your mission right here doesn't work out, uh, are your masters going to kill you? Are they going to imprison you? They could very, they could very well. As I said, I can help you with some things, but it will be difficult. Most of the power of this place has already gone to the ship. But I will help you, for doom is coming, human. Doom. Do not ask for whom the crab claws. It claws for thee. And we will, with that ominous moment, we will get to part two next week. To shoot someone again? Well, not only to shoot one of my own teammates, but to use a really great quip that ties back to how the game started. You'll you'll have your chance soon, I promise. Yeah, I I was hoping for a fight because one of my quips is there's more than one way to skin a cephalopod. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a you've got a whole whole mothership worth of cephalopods to use your quip. Yeah, I think. And we're gonna keep the our... we're gonna keep the writers pool for next week. So I'm just gonna write it in the chat so we all remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I figured 
after our terrible, terrible rolling all night, I would use my eight successes to get the guy on our side. So, sorry, I didn't get the shoot. And that's fair. But uh, anyway, we'll cut every. We'll we'll see everyone next time. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion of the crabby lizard from the horrid depths from They Came From Beneath the Sea. Enjoy some schlock. Bye.